We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith and Michael Griffin, and uh, I've been talking a little bit about financial uh, situation and uh, uh, got some questions that uh, we'd like to answer. If you've got questions of your own, uh, we'd love to hear them. Uh, you can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you leave your uh, recording, including your question, on our um, on our uh, voicemail, we will play your question on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to speak to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166. Ask for uh, the radio show producer, Money Talks. It's uh, Kelly Lynn, our our producer, and she uh, will help you get your question answered by one of our professionals or have it on the air as well. Uh, if you don't want to talk to anybody, don't want to use the phone at all, you can uh, email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And uh, leave your question. We'll get you an answer on the air. Um, if you want to answer your own questions, you can go to hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And um, we have a lot of uh content that you can look at on our website uh, that would help you answer many of your, you know, broader questions. If it's real specific, it might not have the uh, the specific answer you're looking for. But uh, again, you know, you you got lots of ways that we can help you talk about finance. Uh, one thing I did want to mention um, today, there's uh, an event going on at uh, Kennesaw State University's Marietta campus uh, where uh, you know, it started as a bathtub race a long time ago uh, where people would take a steel bathtub, these engineer students, and uh, create a, a race car out of it. Nowadays... Uh, Man, that sounds entertaining. Uh, yeah, when I was it a does. kid, I went and watched that. I mean, back in the Stone Age, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, nowadays, they design and build a race car from the ground up. They've uh, invited... Uh, other colleges to come and compete against them. They they run uh, kind of a test uh, a, a testing mode where they they have uh, several hot laps timed. It's not a heads up race, but uh, it is good information. And then they have uh, kind of a skid pad where they look at how much the the uh, the body of the race car they've built will torque as they go around these curves. Uh, not so much a timed event, but, you know, it's it's uh, trying to get a feel for just how good their engineering design was. But they, they build this car from design, so from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they might source an engine here or there, but uh, many of them are, are making their own wheels. They they do uh, uh, their all their fairings out of carbon fiber. Um, really interesting, and not only that, the students are really into what they do you ask them a question about their creation and man they take off talking for an hour or yeah. more no Troy, they, they, those kids are really impressive i went down there last year uh with you saw saw the the races that they did last year and um you know they they are really impressive really into what they're doing and and really smart kids yeah no doubt uh it's an all-day event so uh you know if uh, if you're out in the marietta area and want to see something really interesting stop by Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So um, <clears throat> some of the questions we got, Michael from Lilburn has asked us, says, uh, I've heard 
Investors should be trying to reduce portfolio risk and get a little more defensive. What do you think about increasing my position in P&G? Uh, I bought in April 2008 and have enjoyed the growth. Uh, right now, consumer staples is only 5% of my portfolio. Is P&G too expensive to buy right now? Um, I will say that, that P&G doesn't look cheap, but neither does much of anything in the market say, right is now. there any, any bargains out there? Not, yeah, not I, much. I'm a little bothered by the fact that you only have 5% of your portfolio in staples. I, I would say that that's... Um, Probably should be increased at this point. I've talked a lot about uh, where I think we are in the business cycle. And no, the business cycle is not dead, although you might think it uh, the way that a lot of folks talk about investing and how much has been made since 2009. Uh, the bottom of a market um, that, that was our, our last, uh, basically the end of the financial side of the, the recession. But, yeah. uh, you know, we were still in recession officially. Uh, meaning that uh, employment was still really weak and uh, uh, conditions for growth were weak likewise. But um, when we talk more specifically about Procter & Gamble, you know, they've had some issues uh, last year where uh, there was a, a proxy battle. A guy by the name of Nelson Peltz was trying to get on their board. Um, he said he, he's, a, he's one of these investors that likes to try to be uh, active, so he invests in the company and then he he tries to make waves until he can uh, get some sway with the board. Um, some of the things that he's been talking about are are uh, costs within the company, and uh, he said even back then that management was willing to listen to him, but they obviously weren't too willing to uh, allow him on the board without a fight. Right. Uh, so they put up a pretty significant fight. Uh, they they. Uh, really reached out to investors trying to make sure that they voted against having Mr. Peltz on the board. Um, end of the day, uh, vote came down, and it seemed that Mr. Peltz had lost. Well, the vote was really close. He demanded a recount. They recounted. What do you think happened? Mr. Peltz is on the board. That is absolutely right, Casey. You win a rubber cookie. Yes. Um, it's better than a donut, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, you know, with, with uh, Nelson Peltz on the board, we think that the company is probably more likely to focus on those cost reductions uh, going forward. So the fact that it's a little expensive is explainable in some manner uh, to the point that, you know, the market believes as well that uh, uh, that there is some, some redemption to P&G. It's a solid company. I mean, they, they've got loads and loads of uh, consumer staple names that you would – no, Head and Shoulders, Pantene, Rejoice, Olay, Old Spice, Safeguard, uh, SK2 Brands, um, Downey, Gain, Tide, Cascade. I mean, your house is probably full of the products that are sold by Procter & Gamble. No question. Um, Absolutely. I mean, and, and what we were talking about earlier with the the fact that, I mean, we haven't had a recession right. in quite some time. Right. The, the bull market at one point... Uh, was it the longest bull run in history? Still is, I guess officially. technically still is because yeah. of the twenty percent decline and we got close, it, but nineteen point whatever seven eight or something like <laughs> so, that. Not yeah, quite you throw a, the dividend in and it's nineteen seven eight. Okay, so <clears throat> not not quite a, a bear market uh, at the end of the year last year, but um, you know it's not going to go on forever. Uh, we will probably, the business cycle is not dead. We will have another right. recession at some point. Absolutely. Staples are going to be a, a good place to be. And Procter and Gamble is 
one of those high quality staples that that we look mm-hmm. to, to add in our, our portfolios. Um, so you can't you can't really go wrong owning something that you know people are going to have to buy no matter what toothpaste and soap and yeah. laundry detergent and all that. Yeah, the good products stuff. you you might do without a lot of things, but you're not going to go around stanky. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it had to get pretty bad anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, don't I tell mean, my kids that though. Yeah, they're, they're they're totally fine with being stanky. Stanky, stanky is a way of life. <laughs> That's when you're, a way of life. What, how old are we? Talking? Six and four. Oh man, stanky yeah. is wonderful when yeah, you're they're, six. They're all four. over the stanky. Yeah. All right. As long as they don't start drawing flies, and that's when <laughs> mom steps in. But you know, the company's got some some good initiatives going forward, and uh, and we believe that uh, that they've got potential to grow uh, in the relatively near term and even longer. So. Uh, that would be our point. Yeah, add add to your position, but don't get too much. I mean, we still like to see you stay below what a five percent. Is that what you guys advise, KC? Yeah, no more than five percent in yeah. any one any one company. Yeah. Um, too much specific company risk if you start doing that. Uh, I mean, you can see what happens with some of those old stayed companies. The one that comes most to my mind, GE, recently, right? Yeah, GE. Is, Everybody thought it was one. a bellwether. It's gonna last forever and never go down. Yeah. That don't always happen. Don't always yeah. happen. Either yeah, so GE. add to it, but find another name or two if you don't have uh, more staple companies. Uh, but P&G would be good to add to as long as you're within those parameters. All right, we got another one here. Arlo from Woodstock says, uh, I'm getting married this summer, and it'll be my second marriage. Oh, second marriage for both of us. Um, while we think we have it figured out, what financial issues do we need to discuss? Anytime you think you got it figured out, you might be treading on thin ice, right? That's right. Yeah. And they don't give us a whole lot of specifics here in terms of you know whether they have children from those first marriages or not and things like that. But, Michael, what are some uh, I mean, some they, they just need to have an open, honest conversation with each other. And they may have already done that about their their debt and any credit cards they have. I mean, you know, you've heard the horror stories of people getting remarried, and then all of a sudden they realize their spouse has $100,000 in debt. Surprise! So they don't want to do that. You know, a prenup is always a good thing to look at if either one of them or both of them have um, a lot of financial assets they want protected, uh, especially if they have kids um, from those previous marriages. From an estate planning standpoint, you know, thinking about where you want things to go, a lot of times children uh, would become involved in those second marriages because – if something happens to one of the spouses and then all of the all of their assets go to the new spouse, then the children could be could be left out of the cold. So just want to make sure that your estate plan is very uh, tied up neatly and according to your wishes. There we go. Hope that answers the question. That's all right. right. Uh, let's get back to our list of questions. We got Judah from Norcross. Uh, has contacted us saying, I'm 59, my employer is moving to a high-deductible health care plan. That's a very common thing these days. Seen a lot of that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he says we're told uh, we're eligible to open HSAs to use the med- uh, use for medical uh, care. Mm-hmm. I get that uh, what I contribute rolls over, but I'll also be eligible for Medicare in six years. Uh, is it worth funding the HSA? Uh, second question can I pay for health care costs with the HSA once I'm on Medicare? And the short answer to that is yes. Yep, to both, right? To both. So there you go. It is worth funding the HSA. If you're going to have an HSA, if you're going to have a, a high deductible plan, I, you should definitely have yeah, the, an HSA. The HSA is, is one of these really uh, versatile 
savings vehicles that you don't see too often. Um, it has a triple benefit because you get, you know, it's, it's pre-tax dollars go in there. Um, it grows tax deferred, I guess. And then yeah, it's kind of like an IRA in there. Like regard. an IRA. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you spend it on non-medical items, it's taxable, um, but it, just like an IRA would be. Uh, if you spend it on for medical expenses, qualified medical expenses, then it's non-taxable. So and there's no age requirement on this. It's not a 59 mm-hmm. and a half kind of thing. It's if you have expenses that are Yeah, I mean, you get medical. penalized for, for non-medical expenses prior to age 65. So, But once you reach 65, you can spend it on anything you like. Just pay ordinary tax on it. Um, the, the, not, the other advantage to it that a lot of people don't know about is there's no look back in terms of when the medical expense has to be incurred. So in other words, uh, if you incurred medical expenses today of $5,000 and then you paid out of pocket for those and you're all the while contributing to an HSA that's opened as of prior to that medical expense being incurred, 10 years later, you want to take $5,000 out of your HSA to go buy whatever, put down payment on a car or something. You can take the money out of your HSA, use your receipt that you paid out of pocket for, 10 years earlier, and that can be used as a qualified medical expense, hmm. even, that, even though it's later. There's no time, at least as of right now, there's no look back. They don't require you to spend it on uh, expenses in the current year or prior two years or anything like that. You can right. go back as far as long as the plan is open as of what prior to any expenses that you incur. Right. Now, in order for you to open an HSA, though, yeah, you have to have that high, high deductible, deductible yeah. plan, right? Yeah. And do you happen to know where the limits are on what makes one high deductible and what makes it not? Uh, I actually don't have that. Um, well, how about that? Yeah. Way to go, Troy. We're supposed to talk about this before you asked me on the air. Uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Casey. There, no, there is a limit. It, there is a limit to it. I, I want to say it's actually not that high. Um, it's 1500 or 2000 something like that. It's somewhere Here's in the, the 2000 um, I believe. But um, there is a limit to how much you can contribute to it, which is, is $7,000 for 2019 for a family. Um, and the family, it doesn't save. I mean, it doesn't add to it because you have more family members. You just right, that's, have have that's your family family maximum be 7000 for 2019. But, right. uh, you know, you, your plan has to be... $3,500 for an individual. Well, individual is 3500 for 2019 right. and 7000 for family. Your the insurance company identifies it as high Correct. deductible. It no has to be kind of coded as a high deductible plan. So the amount's not going to matter really much as long as you're... Because you could have a, you could have a deductible that's 2000 or $3,000 or $5,000 that's not technically a high deductible plan just because of your deductible. There's other criteria that go into it. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, mark it up or down, guys. I'm going to say up. I hope up. Yeah, I'm going to say up because I always say up. Thanks for listening. This is Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.